everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Remote Local Podcast. I got a special episode today because it is actually episode 100, which is crazy to say. I started this podcast on a whim a couple years ago with David, uh, who owns Made This Denver, as well as a bunch of locked companies, because we met each other and thought, hey, you know, we both have remote local businesses. Why don't we just start a podcast about this niche? And it just started going, and uh, I've loved the journey, and I thank you so much for listening to the podcast this far. It's been really fun for me just to formalize thoughts, put content out there, and get responses from you guys. So it means the world to me that you're listening. Thank you so much. I'm going to actually post today, uh, on today's episode, about a speech I just did. I did a talk a couple weeks ago. I joined a group called Entrepreneur Organization, um, which is a entrepreneur group uh, that's in multiple cities around the world, but I joined the Los Angeles chapter at an all-chapter retreat, and I decided that I was going to give a talk over there. It had to be about anything non-business related, so I decided to give a talk on my seven years of travel and some realizations about that. So I'm going to go ahead and post that here today. I worked really hard on the speech. I even hired a speech coach just to help me out with it since I was in front of about 300 people. So I'm going to post that here, and I hope you guys enjoy. Thanks so much for listening. All right, so I was frantically sprinting down the beach to the ocean in front of me. I had a wooden spear with me. The sun was beating down on me. It was hot as hell, and I hadn't eaten in two days straight. See, I had seen something move in the water in front of me, and I knew that this would be my last chance at getting food for the day. So I got to the ocean. I stood there. I aimed. I had my spear, and I stabbed down, but I missed, and the stingray I was going after got away. I walked back to my camp. I sat down. I felt dejected. I had a couple coconuts next to me, a knife on the other side, and nothing else because I had been stranded on the desert island for eight days straight. No food, no shelter, no cell service. It felt like I got dropped into one of those adventure movies I watched as a kid. And I used to binge adventure movies growing up. I basically grew up in my local video rental store because my parents owned it. My parents have the quintessential immigrant story to the US. They came here from India with a hundred bucks in their pocket after knowing each other for like a month and deciding that they were just gonna make it. My dad's first job was at a 712. Not even a 711, that'd be way too cliche. It was at a 712. They just save, 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 decided to take a risk and open up a video rental store, and they made it. They succeeded. They're the poster children of the American dream. The only goal was one thing that was to provide more stability and structure for my sister and I. So, <clears throat> fast forward a few years, I'm working in private equity. I had that structured, stable life my parents wanted for me, but it felt like something was lacking. I wanted something different. I wanted to be someone different. I wanted to be Indiana Jones. I wanted to be Keanu Reeves in the Matrix. But it felt like I was stuck in the Matrix, which meant going through the normal cycle of eating, sleeping, working, getting old, dying, repeating. And I just didn't want that. So I wanted to do something radical. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to go travel. But I don't want to travel for just two weeks. I wanted to go travel for a year. So. Uh, first of all, imagine me telling my immigrant parents I'm quitting my job to go travel. First of all, I didn't become a doctor and engineer. Indian culture, that means automatic failure. But on top of that, I was going to leave my cushy job to go be homeless for a year. But my mind was set. I decided I'm going to do it. So I quit my job. I packed everything I owned in a backpack. I put on my Lakers hat, and I booked a one-way flight down to South America to start traveling. My only plan was to have no plan at all and just kind of figure out what the year takes me. Now, when I first started traveling, fear was my only companion. See, I was traveling around South America alone. The news told me this place was dangerous. What if something happened to me? Should I bring a knife? 
What if I got him in trouble? But as I kept meeting more and more people, that fear slowly started going away and it felt like serendipity would just take its place. I was in Quito, Ecuador, and I was sitting outside. It was a bright sunny day. I was having a beer, just people watching. And I see this guy pull up in front of me. He has a penny farthing bike. That's one of those bikes with the big front wheel and the small back wheel. So he bikes in front of me and parks it, and I make eye contact with him. And I smile, and I say, yo, what's that? He says, oh, it's a penny farthing bike. And I say, okay. He sits next to me. I say, hey, let me get your first beer. We get to talking. Turns out he'd been biking for two years straight. He started in Canada and was making his way down to South America. Not only that, this is the fourth time he's done this similar trip. So he'd been biking for almost a decade. So I looked at him and asked, so like, what about your career? You know, what do you do for money? He said, oh, you know, I just kind of fix bikes when I need to and I keep going. I thought, okay, well, you know, don't you want to settle down sometimes, start a family, have some kids? And he says, no, not really. You know, this is my reality. This is my normal life. (laughs) And I remember looking at him and thinking, bro, what? You could just opt out of the American dream? No one told me that. You could just unsubscribe from normal life? That's incredible. See, I was always raised thinking the world's structured like a pyramid with the American dream on top and everyone just striving to achieve it. What I was realizing is that maybe it's not one size fits all, right? Maybe there's alternative lifestyles out there. What else is out there? Who else is out there? As I kept traveling and got to the end of my one-year trip, that question still burned inside me. And I thought, you know what? I can't stop now. I got to keep going. So I kept on traveling. And as, far, as I started to get further and further outside of the matrix, I started to meet more people and started to get into different situations. And it felt fascinating. It felt so exciting because I never knew what I was going to get into. I never knew exactly who I'd meet either. There was Chris, the 70, 70-year-old traveling chef. I met him in uh, the jungles in Belize. Despite our age gap, we became best friends for that one week just because we're strange people in a strange place together. They were the street kids I met in India who had nothing but the clothes on their back, but they had the biggest smiles on their face and looked so happy to have their little community. And every new country I landed in felt so open to possibilities. It felt intoxicating, honestly. I started craving more adventure. I started craving more uniqueness, more novelty. It felt like a drug, right? It felt like I was riding a high, I was chasing the dragon. I just wanted more and more and more. And as I got bolder and bolder in what I was doing, I started encountering more interesting characters as well. There was the hunter-gatherer tribe I stayed with in Africa, where we did nothing all day but hunt baboons and smoke weed. And as we sat around the campfire one night, they started telling fart jokes. And I laughed at them, thinking how funny it is that these are the same jokes I tell with my friends back home. <laughs> there was the refugee camp. Uh, I stopped out on the Congo and Rwanda border. And as I stopped, I got absolutely mobbed by a group of hungry kids who were grabbing on my pack for anything they could find. And I got scared, so I threw up all the food I had to hop back onto my motorcycle and I got out of there. And as I looked back at them, I felt so much shame at the fear that I felt. And I wondered what sort of lottery ticket I wanted to be born where I was. There was the strange guy I met in Thailand. He told me he could strand me on the desert island for eight days with a cup of coconuts and a knife and teach me how to survive. And I trusted him. <laughs> but that trust was rewarded because I ended up having an adventure straight out of a movie. What was supposed to be a one-year trip turned into seven years of travel across 50 different countries. You know, as I was working on this talk, I desperately wanted to end this with a banger. Just like this final travel story of me standing on top of a mountain having this epiphany and yelling, and I could share this with you guys. Uh, Honestly, though, I'm still trying to figure out this whole life thing. (laughs) You know, there's a lot of new realities I'm working on. There's, I stopped traveling, you know, I moved back to my hometown. I'm settling down now. I just got married. 
a lot of the old guard in my life are kind of moving on now and I'm feeling a lot more of those family responsibilities that come with age. And sometimes I find myself asking, shit, did I just get stuck back in the matrix? (laughs) Am I okay with this? And if so, what does that mean about who I am then? And you know, I don't know the answers, but here's a couple things I do know. I know that 99% of the world is good. I know that humans are the same anywhere you go, whether you're in the jungles in Belize or telling fart jokes in Africa. I know that a smile, an, off, an offer to buy that first beer, open up more doors to life experiences than anything else in the world. And I know that only strangers could help you see who you actually are. See, as I was traveling, I realized it wasn't really about the adventure. It wasn't about the escape. It was about the people. It's about the stories, the connections, the exchange. The people I met along my journey opened up my worldview because it led me into their world. And when I was in their world, I got to explore my curiosity, my sense of adventure. I got to taste test different lifestyles, different realities, different viewpoints. And I'm starting to realize that, you know, I don't think I need to be out there to inform who I am. I'm the same curious guy whether I'm here or there. And it's planted to seed in my mind that maybe I'm never actually stuck. And maybe the only matrix is the one I put on myself. Thank you. Thanks again for listening, guys. There are two ways I could help you out. Number one is with May This Franchise. If you want to get into business but don't want to go at it alone, we have you covered with everything from A to Z. Check out madethisfranchise.com to start your own remote local business. The next is with the Remote Local Blueprint, which is a course I launched to teach you the foundations of starting your own remote local business in any niche. It's do-it-yourself at your own pace, and you can check that out at blueprint.beremotelocal.com.